0: Yo, 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 Shot Callers back in the building. What's going on, ladies and gents? Uh, It's your favorite boys, the Shot Callers. I hope everybody is doing well. Um, I'm just happy to be back, man. We talking NBA. We got a lot of NBA news breaking as we are talking, as we are speaking. Um, You know, Steph Curry, once again, going crazy, but we'll get into that in just a minute. First, speaking of Steph Curry, my man. Timmy D rocking the 3-0 from Oakland. What's good, my man?
1: I um, got to admit, I think this is a pretty sexy jersey. I got. I oh, can't it lie. Is. And, you know,
0: that jersey for the grown and sexy. We call that grown and sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you know, that's legit.
1: Back in the day when we started the 48 Minutes Network, you would have never seen me wearing a Steph Curry jersey. No, you but would. <laughs> you get older, True. you mature, <laughs> and you just appreciate greatness. We'll never have yeah. another thing, another like them. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to rock the three zero today. The only no reason, uh, the only reason Under Armour is in business, Steph Curry, Notre Dame, <laughs> and The Rock.
2: And The Rock, <laughs>
0: absolutely.
2: I think that's absolutely. I think that's a pretty good company to have to be in that business.
0: That is, that's that's pretty good company. They they uh they went two for two, or they're batting a thousand with Steph Curry and The Rock. So I mean, I, I had to give it to them. And my, my other partner, my man, my brother, my ace, Buku, my number one, Joshua Odellis Farellis Montellis Obazelis. Hey, what's good, my brother?
2: Hey, we're, uh, like I said, we're live talking basketball, so any day talking basketball is a good day for me.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to kick this thing off. And gentlemen, I'm going to name some – I'm going to just throw out some stats here. Do it. Okay. And it has to pertain to the grown and sexy jersey Timmy D is wearing. 62 points, 58% from the field, 50% from three. 57 points, 61% from the field, 57% from three. 40 points, 53% from the field, 52% from three. 41 points, 66 from the field, 50 from three. 53 points, 58% of the field, 55% from three-point range. 42 points, which was a light night. <laughs> 70% from the field, 68% from three. 47 points. Fifty-five percent from the field and fifty-seven percent from three. That is what young Steph Curry is doing to the game right now. He is killing the game right now. What we say? Yeah, he had twenty-eight again tonight.
1: Yeah, we're on Curry is, watch while we're recording, just so people yeah, know. Which,
0: which is we you know, uh, you know, it's blasphemy. You know he's got 28. I, I, I'm not impressed with that. You know what yeah, I mean? Come on. Steph. That, that's a light 28. You know what yeah. I mean? He's probably not even sweating. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Steph Curry has been unbelievable this last two weeks. I mean, just on an absolute tear. Um, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts. And, and honestly, like, like I know, I know Timmy D got the Jersey on, but honestly, Steph Curry, like, I mean, I run out of adjectives. I run out of adjectives. I run out of you know acclamation. I run out of all these things to say about Steph Curry, Timmy D. Like, like, I I don't know. I I'm at a loss for words. You tell me, you're seeing greatness. You are understanding. Like you said, when we started this network, Timmy D. Can admit like he was not a Steph Curry guy. He was not. But sometimes you just got to bow to greatness, Timmy D what's what's your thoughts on this tear that your man Steph Curry's on right now? It's crazy.
1: I think it almost equates to like, you know, all those people who are like, yeah, whatever. Tom Brady. Okay. So he wins the super bowl. Big deal. He's got Belichick. And then mm-hmm. you kind of, he has wins one in Tampa at 43. And you're like, Oh, he is the man. Like he is mm-hmm. the man. And also an Under Armour guy, I guess Under Armour's got four things going for him, <laughs> but you know, what's the big deal about those four. Right.
0: Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so just winners.
1: Yeah. um, It's special, man. And like, it's a shame that, you know, he doesn't have his full squad and it's a shame that like, you know, we don't have clay out there with them, but what he's doing Mm -hmm. right now when literally he is the scouting report, every time people play the warriors, it is not, well, we got to make sure we keep Kevon Looney off the boards. It is. (laughs) We got to make sure Steph Curry does not get shots and Steph Curry still gets shots on a nightly basis. It feels like doc Brown pulled out that DeLorean and was like, Steph, we got to go back to 2015. We got to bring you back. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, The way he's playing, just how fun he is. And, you know, he knows that, like, he knows he has to do this every night for them to have a chance to win right now. He knows for them to have a play-in game. He has to do this on a nightly basis. And he's responding every night. You know, we talk all the time in basketball about, you know, the Jordans and the LeBrons, and rightfully so. Those guys are the legacy of the NBA. Um, as far as like influential dudes, this is not goat debates. We know we don't do that here. Um, Right.
0: Right.
1: As far as influential dudes, I think those two, Steph Curry, you know, Kobe, who I don't, you know, necessarily have as one of my five greatest players of all times by any means. And that's not a dig at him by any means, but, um, you know, those four dudes to me, like those are the influence, you know, that those are the guys, those four. And if anyone says Steph Curry is otherwise, it's, it's a false because he changed the way we play basketball.
0: Okay. I, I have a question for you, but I want to hear from my man, Odellis Farrellis. Uh Your thoughts on on Steph and, and how he is just
1: well, that's doing not, what he's
0: doing this last run.
1: That's not fair because Odellis is, is his doppelganger. <laughs> like, if he walks into a room with Steph Curry, the only reason you might know who's who is because Josh might be an inch taller.
0: I, I agree. I agree. Odellis, what's your thoughts on what what what's your uh, what's your twin doing right now?
2: So, to to, to put this into context, um, I sent you guys a, a a meme today that was made, and it was the most threes made in a week. <laughs> oh, that was crazy! And was it crazy. had it had the top it had the top five it had the top five threes made in the week. So it was five was the Pelicans at twenty six, four was the Wizards at twenty nine. Sacramento was third at, and tied for second, I'm sorry, at 33 with the Orlando magic. And then it was Steph Curry, number one by himself with 36 nuts. So to put that into context, he played four games last week. That's nine threes made a game. Unreal. He, he hit, he hit over 10, three, he hit at least 10 threes, three games out of those four. So, um, the rate that he's shooting right now, the rate that he is scoring right now, and the the way that he is carrying this team, who they have tons of injuries. They're banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have lost Wiseman for the season. Uh, Kelly Oubre was out. Draymond was out. Um, he's playing with guys like Jordan Poole and Kenny Bazemore. Kevon um, <laughs> uh, Looney. Kevon Looney and Mulder, and um, he's got Gary Payton Jr. I mean, just just guys that, like, you're not used to seeing on the Golden State roster. And the clip that he's scoring at right now is insane. And he's doing it along with them winning games.
0: Mm-hmm. Bro. So, they,
2: so they were uh, – and if anybody watched the game the other night against Boston – where um, he almost willed them to a win by himself if it wasn't for the heroics of Jason Tatum and how he played. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They very well won that game with Steph hitting 47, and he hit some threes in that game that I've never seen a player even attempt to try to shoot.
0: Oh, uh, then, then
2: you text us with the one where he was double teamed and he hit that side <laughs> step three in the corner. Oh, unbelievable. And then the, the four-point play that he made where I don't even know what the he left. was doing. <laughs> he just threw it up and it went in. And, you know, there's so many people that hate on him because they're like, you know, he makes the game of basketball look bad. Like, you know, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that. One thing I will say about Steph Curry, dude, he never changes what he does. Like, we all look at him and say, oh, you know, he shouldn't be doing like he doesn't mess his form. His form's always the same when he shoots. He gets his body squared up somehow, no matter where he's at. And if you look at that guy's footwork, man, like his footwork is insane. Mm -hmm. He's, he's probably a better ball handler than he's given credit for. Absolutely, Um, I would say he's not that far behind Kyrie as far as ball handling is concerned. Um, He uses his ball handling to get himself in spots where he can get shots off. He's a very good, he's a very good passer and it makes him very dangerous and as small as he is the way that he can just take over a basketball game. It's, it's pretty impressive to watch. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. Um, Here's my question to both of uh, both of you. And, and this comes from um, I'm trying to think of who said it, but we, I'd mentioned it in our, on our, um, in our text group. Who, who do you feel is the more influential player as far as changing the game, Steph Curry or Shaq? Like uh, to me, when I, when I look at it, like Shaq to me that's a good question. Was so dominant. Like he he kind of changed the way people had to defend. He changed the way I mean there's really was no stop now. And the only reason I say it is that right now Steph Curry is in like like he's pretty much unstoppable. I mean it's mm-hmm. I mean the way he's shooting the ball at the clip he's shooting it at, like he's he's pretty much unstoppable. Um and influential, like he, like he's so influential in the way he plays. It reminds me of of, of Shaq. Like when you, when we started the, when Shaq entered the league, the whole game changed. How? Who would you say is more influential as far as that aspect of like? Do you think Steph Curry has changed the way things are done more than Shaq, or do you think it's apples and oranges? What do you, What do you guys think?
1: I would say Steph um uh, okay. that's, that's not a dig on Shaq by any means all Right,
0: all right, all right. Yeah, absolutely
1: but like you know when Steph came into the league who were the other really awesome guards at that time that were just unstoppable like Shaq came in at a time when like David Robinson was awesome Hakeem Olajuwon was awesome Patrick Ewing was awesome and I'm not saying Steph walked in and immediately he was the bar by any means but it still kind of felt like we were in that like wings only you know Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony kind of run. And, um, you know, those guys are obviously amazing, some of the three best mm-hmm. players ever. Um, but I think that when I look, you know, when you look at it overall, I just feel like, you know, and I love Shaq a ton. Right. And he is MDE for a reason. Um, but I just feel like, you know, Curry has just kind of like started this whole new thing. And I don't know if this is going away for a long time.
0: Okay i understand yeah i definitely see where you're coming from Odellis, what, what are your thoughts on it? do you do you would you go curry or would you go Shaq?
2: so so that's a good question and it's a it's a good it's a good it would be a good topic to even have a whole show on yeah. like as far as most influential players um but here's here's my my take on it is shack is what seven two three hundred and plus pounds 320 he probably played around 325 I don't know probably Mm -hmm. even more at some point um we've seen Shaq do some things that no other player has done but then we've also seen some players do some of the things Shaq has done so like I look at guys like Daryl Dawkins you know who was breaking backboards back in the 80s and then I look at guys like Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who were both big men who were dominant And I, and, and Shaq is kind of a mixture of, I would say like a Wilt Chamberlain slash Daryl Dawkins to me. Like he was, he was bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else. He actually was a lot more agile than people gave him credit for. Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, we watched him handle the ball. It was fun to see him on the fast break, make a couple, couple passes. Um, and I'll tell you, there's a guy who loves Shaq and it's Skip Bayless. And I know we don't talk a lot about, you know, the, the analysts and stuff like that, but he's praised Shaq in those title runs with Kobe because Shaq in the finals was literally, <laughs> I mean, when you're averaging 30, when you're averaging 37, 14 and like four blocks, you know, that, that, that's just nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Shaq, and, and the only reason I'm going to go this way is I feel like Shaq had the potential to put his foot on saying I was the most dominant basketball player to ever play basketball. And I think Kobe had a lot to say about Shaq's work ethic sometimes, how he didn't really push himself to be the best. He just kind of played when he wanted to. So like when he wanted to be dominant, he was, when he didn't want to, he didn't. And that's where I tend to side with Tim on this with Steph Curry. When I say, as far as how he's changed the game of basketball. So if you think about before Curry came into the league, you know, before him, who was the premier three-point shooter? It was Ray Allen. Um, He is <laughs> – I don't even know to have the stats in front of me, and we sent this question. He's going to break Ray Allen's three-point made um, next record next year. And he's probably still going to play another five or six years after that. So, like, he's going to obliterate this record that I think at some point is never going to be able to be touched because I don't think we're ever going to be able to see a shooter – do what Steph Curry does, and I think the closest guy to him right now, Tim. I know you don't want to hear this, um, and I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going to go with this is who they try to compare to Steph Curry, and he's like the the red light special Kroger brand version of Curry, and that's Trey Young. And uh, I don't see Trey <laughs> Young, I don't see Trey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I knew that was the car- correct. Answer is Damian Lillard, Damian I was
2: gonna
0: say, Dame Dollar, maybe.
2: No, I'm just talking about the way those two play, like how Trey plays. Um, I think Dame is 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 much better than Trey Young. Um, but but he, Dame's a different type of player. Um, he doesn't shoot enough threes, I think, to compete with Curry. Like, that's kind of in his arsenal. But, like, what Curry's done, he's moved the game back and made the game spread out to where it's so fast-paced and fun to watch that I don't know if that's something that we'll ever see another player be able to come in and do. Yeah, I, I would agree with that.
0: I would agree with both points. I I, I think that that's, um, I think that's just a really good conversation where we can talk line. about this. I mean, we could talk about this all night. Um, but speaking of, uh, speaking of Shaq and Kobe, um, we got some other news tonight that uh, the Kobe Bryant deal with Nike is no longer. Um, looking at the article, uh, sources through Complex. Uh, apparently the estate of Kobe Bryant did not renew the deal with Nike. Now you two are obviously I, I know are, our shoe connoisseurs. I, I am not a shoe guy. Now my son, of course, I've gotten into it more because he is a shoe kid. He loves shoes. Um, but just Kobe Bryant's impact on Nike as a whole, as a business, as a brand, um, uh, two guys who love the shoe game, who love the brand of Nike. Um, for this to happen, like it just seems like it's unceremonious. Like it's, like it's something where you know, it, something's not 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 clicking. Something's not right. Because I always thought that even you know, posthumously after Kobe's unfortunate death, that I mean, Nike would always be equal to Kobe and Kobe would always be equal to Nike but to hear that that deal is done um it, it it's kind of thrown uh the sports world for a loop I know it's thrown me for a loop after I, I found out uh this afternoon um what are you all's what do you I mean what do you guys what do you guys think about that like like I said you guys are, are the shoe guys you guys uh follow the culture um what what's this what's this mean for you know the shoe game the 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 culture, uh, Kobe and Nike has always been kind of you know hand in hand. Tim so is kind of like, um, I, it's just great. Like, so I don't even know how to even equate it to anything. Like, I, I don't even know. But I'm sure
2: Tim, I'm sure Tim has more more detailed um, info about this than I do. But I do I do remember, um, last year, um, and this was even before Kobe passed away, um. I don't think Kobe was involved as much in the uh, in the actual design of his shoe that like he wanted to be, and um, it seemed like what from from what I read and from what I was going on that he kind of got a little upset about it. So he wanted to have more control over the shoe itself, and um, he he said his shoe wasn't getting enough marketing attention. So he got with this joint venture capitalist guy um i think his name was uh Shervin Fisher Fishvar something like that like and they were going to start a brand called Mamba uh, like a shoe company called Mamba and it was going to be strictly Kobe's shoe brand and that information never really got out because i think they were still trying to work on saving the deal with Nike yeah um so that information was never leaked until like later on in the year so I don't know who's in charge of Kobe's estate when it comes to Nike and you know, that brand. And I'm wondering if that is still a thing and that's why the deal never got renewed. Um, and that's why Nike kind of said, Hey, we're going to let the Kobe line go. Or if there's something else involved, I would like to think that on Nike's side, knowing that you had an icon who passed away unexpectedly, um, you would try to, you would try to savor that and say, okay, like, you know, in honor of the Mamba, we are going to keep his legacy going. And we're going to keep that shoe line here until whatever. But it doesn't seem the case. So I don't know the true story behind it. Other than that, I just know it was something that wasn't really leaked out. It was kind of this deal. I saw a video on it. That kind of went into a little bit of detail, but not so much. But that's pretty much where I knew of what was going on. So I don't know how much that had to play in Nike, not renewing the brand itself.
1: Um, so you, you have it right for the most part from what I've read. So I, I wouldn't say that I know more than you by any means. Um, but... I'm trying to figure this out myself because that came out that was like a little after Kobe's passing that was announced that Kobe was upset. He was looking to start his own shoe brand called Mamba. Um, and the impression that I got was he was looking to sign some more, some more athletes to do it with him. Um, so, you know, like, I'm sure like Sabrina Nieski would have been on that. Kyrie Irving probably would have been on that. Guys like that because, you know, they just love Kobe. Um, and rightfully so. So I've, I've heard the same things that Josh is talking about. Um, but I, what I'm trying to figure out, about where this might have gone wrong. And I wonder if it's, you know, like every shoe head knows right now. You get on sneakers on Saturday at 10 a.m., you try to get the shoe you want, nine times out of ten, you can say nine and six, nine and three quarters out of ten, you're not getting the shoe you want at this point. It's, you know, unbelievable. Um, and so when the Grinch shoe relaunched this past holiday season, Vanessa Bryant, Kobe's uh, widowed wife, Posted a photo of the, of the Grinches and said, I'm working with Nike to make sure that Kobe fans can get more of his shoes. Stay tuned. You guys see any more Grinches pop up? I, I had to spend my stimulus check to get one. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's not how this should be for Kobe Bryant, for Michael Jordan, for LeBron James, for anybody. Like, this isn't what the shoe game should be. And like, I really have been like, I've stopped buying shoes because Nike has made it impossible to get them. Um, and like for me like that's saying a lot. So I wonder if that this like and look I totally get the brand and like you know suspense and wanting the shoes to be more wanted more like I totally get that. but we're like you know I'm not trying to get all like capitalists here by any means but what they're doing is terrible like it's yeah. frustrating. it's not fun like no one wants to buy shoes anymore. you go on Twitter on Saturday after like at 10 10. After everything's happened and no one got the shoe on sneakers, all you see is like sneaker buying in 2021 sucks. Josh, I know you got the ones over the weekend. Congratulations, I'm really happy for you. Um, <laughs> but like, it's just at that point now. So I wonder if the fact that everything's happening with Nike, you know, like all this stuff is what kind of made Vanessa be like, you know what? And like, I don't know anything. Right. I I just wonder if this is where the point was. Like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Like, you so, guys don't so want my she- shoes out. Go. So
2: that's what I'm saying. Right. So is she the, is she the, is she the, the, the head of, of, of Kobe's estate that says yes or no? Or from what I,
1: from what I understand she is, I haven't seen that written anywhere. um, Because, you know, there was like, and not to get into the Bryant family drama by any means, there was all that issues with her mom, like trying to like, after Kobe's passing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, um, trying to get more funds from what I understand, allegedly. So does-
2: so that so so two things for me, Ben, because I know you want to chime in. Um yeah, one. One, um, does Nike still put out like retro Kobe's?
1: No, they said they will not. Yeah, okay. I
2: was gonna say I thought they said no. So that's a done deal. Yeah. So we don't have I, to wor- have to worry about that. Two well Adidas
1: yeah. got away with it because they put out the crazy ace without putting his name on it when they relaunched him.
2: So two. Um, Tim, I, I agree with you. Um, I have been as about as frustrated as I've ever been. I actually haven't got a pair of shoes since I got the fire red fives when the last dance dropped as the last pair of shoes I got for me. And then you got me a pair for Jr. Yeah. Um, and that is the last pair of shoes I have actually won on the sneakers app. I don't think it's a Nike issue when it comes to the release of the shoes. I think it's a bigger issue in just the resell market of selling shoes, where guys are able to spend, you know, three or four or $500 and pay for all these bots to get into these apps, and like take the shoes away from the public. And I think that's the bigger issue. And I wish that would get solved. I mean, remember how, you know, we were trying to get those, um, those autographed ones, and uh, the trophy room ones. And we had to go on and like send an email with the size that we wanted and did it. The inbox was
1: full, so it kept getting kicked back.
2: Yeah, so like the these bots and the way that they're trying to get these shoes out, I think that was their way of trying to get out of the bots, was trying to have us do it that way, but it just didn't work.
1: Well, here's the thing. You know who's figured that out? Sony and Amazon. So we all couldn't get PlayStation 5 for the longest time, I, I you know, but it wasn't because of bots. Sony literally was bot-proof every time they had a PlayStation launch.
2: Oh, trust me, we know, don't we, Ben? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no so, doubt.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, so I don't understand why Nike, of all people, have not figured out bot-proof yet. Like, it's, it shouldn't be that difficult for a company like that. And, look, I don't know technology by any means, so I'm just, like, guessing here. But, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, Josh. You know, the bots have definitely killed the sneaker game. Um, why do you think I've got to the point where I'm buying two dollar basketball cards every week and being like, this is fun, guys, I get things. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, I I you know, I, I think that part of that, both of you all bring up really good points. Um I think at some point, um uh, the you know, Kobe's widow knew that Kobe wasn't happy with Nike. Um, And I do think she probably has a plan in the works, probably to release his shoe uh, through a Mamba brand, um, just so that it benefits Kobe fans more. Um, And and you're able to get the shoe, you know, that Kobe wants to put in your hands. You know what I mean? Like I I think that she understands, she understood what Kobe's frustrations were with Nike. and that all this stuff was in, in play and in the works, and I think she's just trying to execute um, what Kobe's ideas were before his passing, of course.
2: Well, and uh, and in Kobe's honor, does Nike give her the rights to the Mamba brand, like to the the logo, to the? You know, I I, I would
0: I would hope so, um, especially if they're not going to release any more shoes or and they've already been a statement. items. Yeah. I, I would hope that in good faith that they would do that and
2: release that to her. Um, and, would she, and would she be able to release retros? <laughs>
1: right. a good question, man. Yeah, that's another because good question. All, every
2: every one of his Nike shoes had the swoosh on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a really delicate situation right there, man. That's that's really touchy with with how that works.
1: Plus it's yeah. you know, it's it's the second I mean, I'll go ahead and say I don't know this is like a you know, just my opinion. It's the second most influential Nike basketball line of anyone. Uh, absolutely. I mean, like I love LeBron's shoes. I love KD's shoes. I love Kyrie's shoes. But like Jordan Brand, obviously, and then Kobe, like those are those are the brands for Nike basketball. Yeah. Like.
0: yeah. And, and to think that and to think that um there would be a riff or an issue with such an iconic person and player, um, is really it's really odd.
1: Yeah, this has got some like Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson stuff going on. Correct. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, no, no. It, 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 there's something.
2: No, 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 there's... she's mine.
0: Right, you know all what right. I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, so, the, you know, I don't know how all this is going to shake out. Um, But I do think that at some point, Kobe's or Mamba's will re- be released again, Um, either through, you know, you know I don't know if she works out a deal with Nike or if she develops their own brand of Kobe shoe that is more, I guess, um, uh, available for uh, people like you, me, and... and,
2: Right, and I will tell you, in the very beginning of all this, um, I was very happy with how Nike um, and a lot of the other, um, like, secondary companies handled the selling of his product. Um, Yeah. Like, not letting stuff go, and, I mean, they... Wasn't going to let him jack the prices up on him, like, astronomically. I mean, because, you know, at first, like, when he first passed away, I mean, I started seeing his shoes for, like, oh, God, two man, and $3,000. It was, $3, I was getting nuts. Oh, yeah. And then they were like, no, 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 no. That's not happening. Like, nope. And then, like, yeah. Nike was just like, we won't sell any of his stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Nike sold yeah. out and they didn't put anything back on the market. Yeah. really. Like, that, that's that. Yep.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I hope that it plays out in, in, in Vanessa's and in, in, in Kobe's names favor. Um, and, the, and his legacy carries on. And, you know, I, I really hope that maybe them and her and Nike work something out in the future where, you know, because like you said, Tim, I, it's weird to see Nike without the Kobe line. Um, mm-hmm. And it's been for such a long time.
1: Yeah. It's like if LeBron had signed with Reebok, you're like, that's, you know, now you're like, now looking back and you're like, ah, that that would have been weird. That would have been very uncomfortable. Been really
2: weird. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, before we move on, fellas, uh, Curry has 32, which puts him at 12 straight games of 30 points. Yep. Right now, James Harden
1: has that record, but he also took 75,000 more shots than Steph Curry did.
0: (laughs) Curry's all about the, it's all about the attempts, Tim. All about the attempts.
2: Curry's not having the best shooting night, but he still somehow has found himself to be 50% from three-point range. Yeah.
1: That's what he do. That's
2: that's what he does, baby. Seven and he's, up to, and he's up to 35, by the way. Seven to oh. fourteen.
0: <laughs> so um other other league news. Um we've we've had some uh some injuries. Uh we saw Donovan Mitchell go down with the Utah Jazz uh with this ankle sprain. MRI came back negative, so that's good news. No breaks, no tears. So uh, he'll miss several games. Um <laughs> Kevin Durant is out again, which has is, is been horrible for my fantasy basketball team. Because I don't,
2: I lose. don't think this one's serious, though. Yeah,
0: hopefully it's just a one night thing and he'll come back. But you never know, man. I, you know, with KB, this late in the
1: season, can I? Yeah, can this I, late in
0: the season, they're you know they they're well into a playoff. You know they're they're right there. They got their playoff seed. You're gonna get Harden back soon, Kyrie. You know. You know he may go off to you know hang out with family. I don't know what Kyrie does, but um, I, you know who knows. I mean, it could be a one game thing. It could be six or seven games. Who knows? Can I
2: can I mention this real quick? I know it's not that big of a deal, but it is to me because I've told you guys like KD is my favorite player in the league
1: mm-hmm. when he's
2: when he's on the floor and he's healthy. Um, he's my probably third or fourth favorite player all time. Um, I just love watching how efficient he is from the floor and I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but the game that he got hurt, we were laughing because he only played not even a full four minutes. He only played like three and a half minutes in the game and he had eight points on three of three from the field. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <I was>
0: like <laughs> yeah it was like the game he came back like he didn't miss like but it was like he didn't miss a beat
2: i'm like you're 100 from the field and you got eight points in three and a half minutes It's so like how is that game going to go if you played the whole game without a minute restriction right like are yeah you putting I mean up 50 yeah, on 15 he's, he's shots it, it, it's insane how efficient this guy is man like mm-hmm. I, I just wish that we had him for a full season where he's not held where he's not hurt
1: or texting and, and tweeting to-
2: our, oh my lord! Please, stop, <laughs> please stop tweeting. We I know we've played this
0: game before, but like, how many beefs can one person be in before it becomes really annoying? Like,
1: dude, he's like a '90s rapper. It's like, he is,
0: I mean, he got beef with everybody. Like, I, I don't, I've never seen. I mean, I've never seen a professional person. Okay, okay, I've seen one. And Josh, it's funny you sent me this clip today. You sent the clip out today of. Skip Bayless and Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is the only professional athlete that I've heard of that had just beef with every everybody, like reporters, other players, his teammates. Like Kevin Durant, for some odd reason, to be really good at basketball, always has beef with with uh, a media person or somebody saying something. Or I've never seen somebody just i mean everything upsets them and then it becomes some kind of twitter war or instagram war or whatever like like and and i don't like to call people sensitive or soft because i don't know him personally but like I, i i don't get it like why does every con like you've been a star your whole life like from high school to texas to oklahoma city to New Jersey, to Golden State. You've been the star. There's You can't tell me that every time somebody says something negative about you, you have to pop off and return. it. Like, you should be used to the media saying negative things sometimes. And it's going to happen. And the, the media crazy, is the media.
2: Well, the crazy thing has been is you ain't even got to be the media or be famous. You could be some kid in the seventh grade over at Valley Shannon <laughs> Middle School. And if he catches wind of your tweet, he's going to respond to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just don't, I don't understand that. Like you've been famous your whole life. I am sure that Shannon Sharp isn't the first person to say something negative about you. I am sure Stephen A. Smith is not the first person to say something negative about you. You've heard these things your whole life. Like why all of a sudden now you've got to respond or like the media is the media and people are people like you don't need to respond and Twitter Everything that's said, like that, that gets annoying, bro. Like, what if LeBron responds to every negative thing world. someone said? What's
1: that? With LeBron, just like went through Twitter one day, I was like, "Oh, you said something bad about me? Got, right, you. got right. you, got you, got you. We'd have a six-day marathon." Yeah, like,
0: like you—you've been an MVP. You've got world championships. Like, like you won. You yeah, won. I don't care you, what
1: anybody else says. You thing. got out of a rough Maryland neighborhood. Like, you yeah. did the thing, man. You, like you accomplished dude. it. You have right.
2: nothing. You have nothing to prove to anybody from nothing. this point on on the nothing. basketball court. You have nothing to prove.
0: I agree, and I. And that's why. That's the thing that's so frustrating about. Like, like you have won life. Like Tim <laughs> said, you've gotten out of. A, you've gotten out of a rough neighborhood. You've survived. You know, getting out of there. You got to Texas. You were the best player in the nation. You went to OKC. You were the best player there. You got to Golden State. You were the best player there. You've won championships. You've been an MVP. Like, like you won, like, like Michael Rappaport shouldn't upset you about things. He, who's Michael <laughs> Rappaport? Like, like, yeah. why do you care? Like, why yeah. do you care? Like, I like got so frustrating to me. Like, like thing, like you've won a life. Like, I don't, you I know, don't get it. You if know someone goes funny. too
1: far, like, sure. I get it. If someone just I like, yes, absolutely. Someone insults, someone insults your mama. Yeah. You, you say something. I agree. Like someone's like, yeah, you join the Warriors and you're a wuss bag and this and that. Like,
0: sometimes you just gotta let it go, man. Sometimes there's two, just...
2: there's two instances with KD that that um, kind of comes to light. We can, you know, go to the next after this, but the, obviously the Rappaport situation. But there was a similar situation to happen with Chris Broussard. Um, yeah. And I remember how Chris Broussard handled that situation, like very vividly, how he said that, you know, I'm a, he said, I'm a, a grown man. He's like, I don't need to air out what was said in the DMs, blah, 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 which is very much the opposite of what Michael Rappaport did. Yep. Right. <laughs> Facts. Um, right. But Broussard went a different route and he said, if I am lying, he said, FS1, he said, fire me right now. He said, if you think that I'm lying, he said, take my show off the air. He said, get rid of me from everything. He's like, because my integrity and my faith means more to me than anything else. And like, he basically was like, all right, KD. He's like, you want to call me out and say that, that I lied. He's like, I'm telling you right now. I told the truth. He was like, prove to me that I lied. And he's like, and I'm going to do it without, and I'm going to do it without showing the messages that you DM me.
1: Actually, Kevin, yeah. can you prove he lied, please? Like, that'd be awesome. Like, can you just prove he lied? Like, we're all cool with that. Curry's at 43, right. by the way.
2: 43. Yeah. And if he hits if he hits one more three, he's got 10 again. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Oh my goodness.
0: and it's not, I mean, they ain't playing those slouches either. They're playing the, the Eastern Conference leading 76ers. Like, this isn't like he's. It not like he's beating up on the Kings, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah. Well, I will say that I will say that uh, Simmons and Hi- and Tobias Harris aren't playing, but but you know that's besides the point.
1: Yeah, the Bulls beat the Celtics tonight. You don't see me saying who's not playing.
0: <laughs> you take dubs when you can get them,
2: right? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's yep. it's, pro- it's professional basketball, yeah. baby. Dubs count. Yep. exactly.
1: Last I checked, they have NBA contracts too.
2: Exactly.
0: Um, so, in positive injury news, um, Anthony Davis um, is resuming basketball activities and is close to returning. Also, which this one shocked me, Lamelo Ball. Yeah. Also close to returning, um, you Tim, our resident Laker fan. What are your what are your what are your feelings on on the return of AD uh, to the Lakers? Is it something? Here's my question, I guess. Do you do you think it's worth him coming back, or do you say, "Hey, let's let's chill, let's let's get to the playoffs, and then then we got him." Bubble wrap, <laughs> oh man, got the roll a bubble wrap. <laughs> oh my goodness,
1: this is what I want to put on Anthony Davis while he plays. <laughs> I just I'm happy he's coming back. I hope it's like. I hope it's that idea that New Orleans had his last year, you know, when they were like, we're like, we're we're going to play you, buddy, because you want to get traded, we're going to play you. Right.
0: Put so, the bubble wrap
2: on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> play him, like, 25 minutes for a little bit. You know, get, this, get his legs underneath him. Hey,
2: yeah. can he borrow – you think it'll help if he borrows the James Harden suit? Think <laughs> that a, you think that <laughs> might help him?
1: Yeah, it might just. Um, but, you know, man, like – Obviously, it's exciting. Um, I'm really impressed. Like, I know the Lakers haven't been spectacular by any means without him. Defensively, they have been. Um, but, you know, it's obviously exciting because whew, that offense without those two is yowls There's a reason yeah. Dennis Schroeder was never the leading scorer in the, for any of his franchise teams. Um, but, um, you know, I don't take anything from, like, I know that it's been a couple weeks. I don't take anything from them beating Brooklyn. Like, you know, it's obviously funny because you know twitter wants to like talk shit about it but like right. that game doesn't mean anything um right. but yeah man it's obviously huge for them um you know the right time unfortunately with jamal murray's injury if that four or five that we see right now it could make it a little bit more difficult for denver to top to go over the lakers but yeah man um i'm glad that he's gonna be back i hope it's just like you know a quick process but he kind of has that kevin durant thing too where like Okay, to, to my extent, I should say is like Kevin Durant doesn't have game rust. Kevin Durant walks on the court; he's hitting thirty. Like that's just who oh, he is. Absolutely. Um, where Anthony Davis might take him a little longer to kind of get his get his uh, game legs underneath him, but I can't imagine it'll be long. Especially now we're a month ago to the playoffs. So you get yeah. him back, and I believe they're talking about LeBron being back in a week or two. Okay. Um, so you got your three. You got you know you, you brought in Andre Drummond for a reason. You know, um, this opens the offense back up for so many different opportunities. So um, are you worried
0: about And I know this is a dumb question, and I I even hate that I'm asking it. But um, do you worry about the chemistry at all as far as those three being on the court together and adding Drummond? Kind
1: of. Kind of. Um, You know, Drummond and AD aren't the same player by any means. That's not talent. It's just what their role is. Um, I certainly don't worry about people gelling with LeBron, just because, like, for love LeBron, of God, LeBron. he won an NBA championship with J.R. Smith. As right. as,
0: you
1: know, yeah. like, yep. Let's go. Yep. Oh, is. yeah. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, man. Um, I think it's just kind of a situation where, like, I don't know if they can win the same way they did last year where they were just bigger than everybody. Yeah, um, they certainly could. They're the Lakers and they have LeBron James, you know, so anything's possible with them. But. I think it's going to take a little more, especially with how the Clippers have played these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Denver, and I know Utah's without Mitchell, um, but they're still, you know, a very serviceable team, as Josh has kind of shown us the stats of late. So, yeah, man, um, I'm slightly nervous. I'm not in panic mode by any means with, like, the, the chemistry. Um, but, you know, I don't know, has Ben McLemore got any more 20-point games before in, in, him uh, coming <laughs> off the bench? Because that was wild.
0: Yeah. The Macklemore game. And who would have thought you'd have said that at the beginning of the year? The Macklemore game as a Laker.
1: And we're not talking about the rapper that stole a Grammy from Kendrick Lamar either, guys. Right. Right. right
2: exactly. Right. I I um I think that 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 Anthony Davis is going to benefit greatly from Drummond being there. And the reason that I say that is, is that I think if you move him back to a natural, who I've always thought he was the power forward instead of a center. Um, and I know Gasol was out there, and the other guys, but like Anthony Davis can play. He's he, he's he's an outside-in guy, I think, um, as opposed to an inside-out guy. And I really think a lot of his injuries are happening because of how much he's having to do down inside around the basket, where now you have a different presence of him. He can go back to. You know, defending from the from the wing and um, you know playing backside, and I don't know if if Drummond actually takes a lot of that beating away from him, if that makes sense. On the on the offensive side, I think that if they can get some chemistry, where like you said, LeBron kind of fits in anywhere, but the Drummond Drummond Davis kind of reminds me of that Cousins uh, Davis, where like Drummond is more of the banger. Um, Davis is more of the finesse guy and then LeBron's more of the facilitator. And I think that they'll figure out a way to figure it out because Drummond doesn't have to score. Drummond's really there to play defense and get rebounds. Um, and I think Drummond can either, a, they can use him in a certain way in the offense or B, they can say, Hey, we really just need the offense to go through AD and LeBron. And we use you to get offensive rebounds and putbacks. And that's just kind of how they're going to roll.
1: What do we say here? What does LeBron say now uh, after his tenure in Miami? Keep the main thing, the main thing.
0: Yep, I agree. Absolutely. Um, also, well, I wanted to bring up, I know we talked about it just a second ago, but LaMelo coming back. Um, I, I didn't even think that he would, I mean, I know they said he, you know, he had the fracture and it was four weeks, but see, he seems like he's going to get back pretty quick and, and, and just in time because the Hornets are four and six in the last ten. Are in twenty and they're twenty eight and twenty eight overall. Now, I will say this: they've had some exciting, exciting plays, and their announcer is the bomb. Dot so good, man! So good. (laughs) Their announcer is awesome. Their announcer is absolutely awesome. But uh, he's a he's he's great. Um, But yeah, so Charlotte right now, I mean, they're in the eighth position, uh, and I think that they'll be okay unless. You know, the Raptors get hot.
1: Um the, you
0: know <laughs> right, exactly. Those Raptors,
1: uh, the Tampa Bay ones?
0: Yeah, Tampa Bay Raptors. Um, which I, I you know, right now, I mean the teams that are there are which oddly enough, the Wizards, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Pacers, which are you know, we just found out today that Miles Turner um has a broken uh planner fascist or torn plantar fascist. So he's out indefinitely, which means we'll give up 160 points a game because we can't stop anybody without him in the middle. So um, I, I think Charlotte's right there. If you get LaMelo back, I think Charlotte's there. Um, I, I think they wind up that eighth seed there. Um, but that's that's great news for the Hornets. Like we said before, we had talked about LaMelo um, and, and him being exciting to the game of basketball and also exciting for that Hornets franchise. So uh, it's good to see that he'll be he'll be uh, heading back to them hopefully fairly soon.
2: Ben can um, I, can I cut you ahead. for a second? Yes, sir. So it's just so crazy that that we that we started the show off with this and um I'm going to end it cuz there's only like 18 seconds left in the game. So Curry right now is 50% from the field. Um he is 58% from three-point range. He is 91% from the free throw line, and he now has 48 points.
0: Dude, that's unreal.
2: He's 48 on 10 of 17 from three.
0: Just unbelievable, man. It, it's, it's, uh, gosh dang, man. He's just unreal. They just I know, should, you, every, they should I know everybody's it. listening to this, and they're going to be listening to it. Uh, driving into work tomorrow or while you're at work, you know, not being productive. Um, but you know, just Steph Curry's just unbelievable, man like, just unreal, just absolutely unreal.
1: They just said so Seth cool. on the sideline. He's like, I've been doing this shit my whole life,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> I've had to live through this my whole life. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that's that's the um injury news. Um, so let's talk about, I want to talk about what we talked about earlier in our group, Jack guys. um Utah Jazz still the best team in basketball. 42 and 15. But there's other teams that I want to give credit to um the last eight and two, last 10 games for the Phoenix Suns, they're eight and two, the Clippers eight and two, and the Denver Nuggets, 8-2. We talked about the, uh, when we were at the trade deadline, the best move made was the Aaron Gordon deal to Denver. That's paid dividends. Denver is playing really well. Now, they just lost Jamal Murray, of course, to a torn ACL. But they still have, which I believe we still think is the going to be the MVP and Nikola Jokic. Um, I don't even think it's close at this point. Yeah I, yeah,
1: I think it's a runaway.
0: I think it's a runaway too. We're talking
1: like Kanye West runaway here.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. So, but uh, Joshua Adelis, you brought up a really good point today on why Utah is as good as they are. What and we've all started diving into these advanced stats now. Tim is an advanced stats guy. And we just started getting on board with the advanced yeah. stats. I, he's
2: he's made us, he's made us better. He he's made definitely us better. Has. Advanced, he's advanced definitely stepped guy. our
0: game up in the advanced stats game. I mean, you guys
1: have made he, me better.
0: You know, he, he's like a proud Papa, you know, cause we, you know, we hadn't, we hadn't really looked at the advanced stats stuff too much, but over this past year, like myself and, and Odellis Farrellis, we've really started to look at the advanced stats game. Um, so Josh, I want you to go into what you were looking at earlier today, as far as why the Utah jazz are as good as they are finishing up this last, this last three or four weeks of the season. Um, What makes the, what makes them uh, the criminal of crim in this season?
2: Well, you gotta, let me get back to, let me get back to it real quick. Um.
1: I lost my spot. They're really good at basketball. All right. <laughs> Next topic. All right.
0: All right. Producer Tim, <laughs> I got yeah. a question for you while Odellis looks that up. Yeah. Tell me about your New York Knicks. I want to know. You were super excited about the Knicks. And I want to – uh-oh. Let's go! Ah! 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 Look at him! Look at him. Yes. He's got the garden shirt on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unbelievable he was ready. Tell I was me. was waiting the
1: whole episode for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, give me a hey, the Knicks currently in the last 10 games are seven and three. Julius Randle, who Kendrick Perkins believes is <laughs> number 3 in mvp voting right Chris now. Chris Paul
1: by the way, guys. Over Chris Paul.
0: Over Chris Paul. Draft. Um but but give me why why these New York Knicks are are captivating the east and, and, and New York fans are excited about this team. What what's going on uh in the garden, Tim?
1: First off, I got to shout out my fiance for buying this shirt for me for my birthday last year. Oh yeah, um, that's dope. So, you know, That's the only reason I had it. Otherwise I wouldn't go to my way to buy a Nick's shirt. So, but I'll (laughs) rock it because it's cool. And um, she knew how much it meant to be to work the garden for the big East tournament last year. So.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Shouts boo. I got you.
0: Um,
1: So I think a big part of it, man, is like this youth movement with Tibbs and buying into the Tibbs movement. And, you know, Having, an org- having a front office with a GM that actually gives a shit about your franchise. Yeah. And, like, you remember when the Porzingis trade happened and we laughed at it, and now the Porzingis trade looks amazing for the Knicks? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just great, man. Um, R.J. Barrett is, you know, not even allowed to buy alcohol yet, and he gets buckets. And yeah. Julius Randle has been spectacular. And I got a little nervous when they were losing these games post-Auster break. You know, they would lose like in the last minute. There was that Nets game when Julius Randle had the ball tipped by Kyrie and they called it a travel, and there was all that stuff. Um, but I just feel like everything's kind of meshing really well at the right moment with this team. You know, like Obi Toppin can't even get minutes for this team. Um, yeah. And, you know, everyone was super high on him in the draft, myself included. But what you're getting from RJ and Julius is really, really fun. And all these guys are stepping up for this team. You know, I don't know if Mitchell Robinson's even fully back yet. Um, it's been a minute yeah. since I actually watched the Knicks game. Um, but, you know, Derek Rose has been really good for these young guys and kind of leading them and uh, being that veteran voice. And right now they're, what, the sixth seed?
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah.
1: So they would be playing – I mean, they probably wouldn't beat Milwaukee. I'm not going to go that crazy. Right, right, right. But are they going to give Milwaukee fits if that were to be the playoffs? Absolutely. Tibbs will not let them roll over. They have no quit in them, and they fight till the end. I mean, you saw it yesterday, um, which is more proof, by the way, Stan Van Gundy, the game has changed. When you're up three at the end of the game and you're on defense, you foul. Right. Don't give anyone a chance. Um, to get a three, make me keep the game going, but overall, man, it's just really fun to watch the Knicks be good. And people are allowed in the garden, Ben. The garden oh, yeah. is hopping,
0: yeah, it is a absolutely, Knicks town
1: it, forever.
0: <laughs> Always, you know, I thought it was really cool when they interviewed Zion last night and he was talking about the magic of the garden. Um, and, and I, it seems like every Visiting star or good player that goes to the garden, they have the exact same words like it's the mecca of basketball, it's a magical place. Where else can stars be stars? Like, you want to shine? I mean, and this goes all the way back to you know, magic, bird, Jordan, LeBron like, everybody comes to the garden and wants to play their absolute best games. Um,
1: when you walk in, it's just Oh, it's yeah. There's just nothing like it, man. Like yeah. going up the elevator, going around the corner and walking out to the court. It's just, it's unreal.
0: Yeah. It's, and you feel it. Like, you like do. It was, it's probably been, it's probably been probably, oh gosh, probably almost close to 20 years now since I had been. Um, but we went and saw a Knicks game uh, and, and they weren't even good. But we just went because, you know, how often are you going to be in New York and get next tickets and go? And it, it was surreal, man. Like, well, you know, you sit there and you're just thinking about all the history and all the great games and, and all the things that, that you're able to see and, and and the feeling of walking into that gym and that arena and just the smell. I mean, it, it's, it's nothing. There's nothing like the garden. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but there's nothing like it.
1: My proudest moment, And all then, you know, starting this network with you guys and just making something really fun and like getting everything we've gotten, you know, I know we don't get the most listens and we don't have like 2,200 iTunes reviews by any means. But when I walked in the garden to cover the Big East tournament, they handed me my credential and it had our team's name on it. Mm -hmm. It said 48 Minutes Network. I didn't even care it said my name. It said 48 Minutes Network was the first thing on the line. I saw that underneath Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden on a credential and, you know. It's cool when you get it, like the Cintas Center. It's cool when you get it at Fifth Third Arena. It's cool when mm-hmm. you get it at the Yum Center. Um, I've worked a lot of great places. I've been very blessed. I've worked at Arena, but when you get it at Madison Square Garden, it has this little itty bitty podcast network that you and your buddies started because you miss talking basketball. Like it's it shows. Crazy. It shows you we're doing something special, and yeah. I'll never be able. To, I'll never be able to thank you guys enough for allowing me to be the one that represented us there.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's awesome, man. it's nothing like nothing like the mecca and we've said this before like when the knicks are good it feels like the nba is good like like for some odd reason and i don't know why but when the new york knicks are good you just it just feels like basketball is right i love when the knicks have a good team and they're playing well and they're doing great things because it's it's a special it's a special thing playoff basketball in the garden i mean come on like like it that's 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 where that's where basketball is at its finest is is in the garden. So,
1: what if they in that, um, that five cool spot? See... What if it's like a Celtics Knicks first round?
0: Oh, dude, like, like that. That's just. I mean, that gets me all in my feels. You know what I mean? Because that's 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 the that's where you want to be. I mean, you're looking at games in the garden with the Celtics and the Knicks. Like that's history. So, it, so it's it's awesome.
2: So, I want you guys to know that the one thing that has. Um, evaded me my entire life is I have never been to Madison Square Garden other than being on the outside looking in.
1: Back yeah. your bags, we're going tomorrow.
2: Right. <laughs> I, One last off before I get married. You know, being a, being a big, being a big, uh, University of Louisville guy and being from Louisville myself, like there were multiple times that I tried to get up there for the Big East tournament. I never made it. Um, I tried to get tickets to some NBA games and I never made it. And I'm kind of dreading the fact that like, I might not ever make it.
0: <laughs> oh, you'll make it. <laughs> well, we're making it. Yeah. Making we'll it. make it out. Yeah. What's something we'll have to do.
1: let I we'll check 48 to, we'll minutes is work. uh. let's check Josh 40 minutes. Is still credentialed by the big East.
0: Yeah. There you go. You can go cover that joker. And be... <laughs> that
2: one's, that one's hurt a little bit. That one's hurt a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, the 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 Big East is, has has not been kind to me um, as far as getting me there. So, get my violin music and. <laughs> oh man! I want to go. I want to go.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, Come you'll on. get there. You'll get there, no doubt. You know what I mean? So yeah. So, uh, before we we went on a, off on our next tangent, uh, Odellas Farellis uh we were looking up at the advanced stats of the utah jazz um really quick uh what what did you find out and why the jazz are who they are
2: well i i, for, I forgot that i'd sent that text message to you and i lost my place so i'm glad you guys picked <laughs> up the garden thing while i was looking for it but um you know when we started getting into these all these advanced stats and ben you've been doing really well about talking about like ratings and pace and stuff like that and Here's some things about the Utah Jazz. And when I start reading all this stuff, um, they basically rank in the top five in all of these categories. So, offensive rating, they are ranked third. Defensive rating, they are ranked fourth. Net rating, they are number one. So, that's basically defensive rating combined. Like, they're, uh, they're, um, offensive and re and defensive rebounding percentage they're ranked in the top 4 in both uh total rebounding percentage they're ranked 2nd so um field goal efficiency they're ranked 5th true shooting they're ranked 4th which is really weird cuz their pace they're like their pace is really bad um, which means that they're able to um, sometimes slow the game down if they need to and go into the half court. So they rank about 15th in pace. Um, but their PIE, um, not sure if anybody knows what that stands for. Uh, PIE stands for um, like player individual efficiency. They're ranked number one. So you basically have guys like Diamond Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and like at their positions and what they do. Um, are ranked at the top tier so like basically they're really good on offense they're really good on defense they're really good with sharing the ball and they're very good at rebounding um, which are all kind of the fundamental things and they're also decent at shooting free throws and we've always talked about to win games you have to make baskets you have to stop other teams from scoring and you got to be able to shoot free throws and they do all three of those very well
0: yeah I when I was getting into their, earlier, when I was getting into their advanced statistics, man, I, I was, I remember sending you guys a text, and Tim was like, I'm so proud of you and your advanced statistics. I was like, I'm <laughs> oh like, because, like, the proof is in the pudding. Like, like you want to know why they're so good? Like, look at their advanced statistics. Like, it'll definitely tell you why they're at the top of where they're at.
1: If, for me, man, it was all Moneyball. Like, if I had never seen, like, read and, like, seen Moneyball and, like, why, like, Bill James mm-hmm. had this stuff and, like how, like, you know, the A's kind of when they, like, when Johnny Damon walked to go to the Red Sox, they were kind of like, we just let some okay player go, like, you know, because, like, everyone always uses Russell Westbrook. you are like, well, like, you know, his numbers look sexy, but when you deep dive deep in them, I'm like, no, Russell Westbrook is a great basketball player, so let's mm-hmm. stop that shit right now.
2: I've been right.
1: cursing a lot on this episode. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> I missed you guys. I haven't talked to you guys in a, in a pod in too long. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been too long. Um <laughs> But I think, like, for me, it kind of came down to, um, you know, like, there's this whole thing, and I know Josh really loves Carmelo Anthony, so this isn't me digging on him necessarily. When people are like, oh, you know, like, everyone tried to run Carmelo out of the NBA, and I'm like, guys, he sucked for five years. He sucked. Yeah. He was really bad. Like, this isn't like it was like he didn't do this to himself. And look, he's revitalized himself in that role in Portland. It's awesome. I love seeing it. It's great. I saw clips of this kid playing in an AU tournament the other day. This kid gets buckets. Kids gets kid's major buckets. Um, but, yeah, man, I think, like, advanced statistics just tells you so much, which made me laugh so hard. Did you guys see that tweet from the Orlando Magic the other day? I missed it. Oh, my God. So they put the tweet out. My guess is it was some new guy that just got hired, and he was like, all right, I gotta impress our fan base. What am I gonna write? And he puts up this thing like this year we're celebrating our highest, our second highest defensive rating in franchise history. And when was the last was the year we had the highest defensive rating? He put that out like and it's like a picture of um one of their players, like kind of like like kind of like standing there, like with his hands on his hips, and it's like everyone's like, Bro, um, highest defensive rating is um it's not a good thing. Right. <laughs> <Not> good. <laughs>
2: Right. Um, you want to you want to flip that. You wanna
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if the tweet's been deleted or not. I assume it has, but like, oh man, you know, I, it's gotta be some new guy who like was like, I'm really good at building brands, how can I do this? and like just get out of college, and like that's my guess, that's my hope.
0: Man, holy cow! You're like, you guys, you want to
2: flip that?
0: <laughs> right, oh my gosh holy cow yeah he was definitely he definitely got in there and there was like hey look uh hey james um you you got to make some changes like this isn't going to be good <laughs> you, wrong you sound the wrong we got to delete that tweet
1: <laughs> by the way for the orlando magic shout out wendell carter jr he's been really good that, over them since the trade
0: yeah i, I yeah yeah guys, i think that's some guys i think that's need a, a scenery change man yeah some man for just, sure like, yeah, I
2: think that's a good fit for them for sure. I mean, look at Julius Randle. Like, somebody mm-hmm. finally allowed him to be the guy, and look what we're getting.
1: Dude, the other good thing that Julius Randle has going for him is the Yankees suck. So, like, everyone's yes. like, oh, my yes. God, the Knicks, baby. Yeah, like, yep. we don't even care you you the are, Yankees are bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, you remember, are 100% correct. Because nobody remember, would notice them if the Yankees are in first place right now.
2: you guys now remember, they're
0: terrible. I'll, all eyes are on the Knicks.
2: You're right. You remember – I don't know how many episodes ago. It was definitely towards the beginning of the season when we started talking about some of these teams, and we said, and we quote, the Knicks are the youngest team in basketball. We like Thibs. We were joking about how he was going to run R.J. (laughs) Barrett ragged, and he did, (laughs) and he's running Randall ragged. He's got Randall in shape right now. But we had always said, like, those guys are young and hungry and they still got guys that are going to figure it out. And when they figure it out, we thought that they were going to be a fun team to watch. And I think that we're actually reaping the benefits of all of that right now. For sure. Um, Because they're playing hard and they're not and they're beating teams that are potential, you know, conference final teams. It's not like they're just beating all the bad teams like they're beating teams that they shouldn't be beating. Yeah, yeah,
0: I, I agree. That Yeah, they're, they're a fun team to watch and, and Tibbs, to his credit, has done a great job with and, and I know he got a bad rap and um, dealing with younger players. But I mean, he's taking this young core and kind of molded them. And, and like you said, Tim brought up a great point. You bring in a guy like Derrick Rose, who who has all kinds of leadership and, and things like that. I mean, it's I, I think that Tibbs has a good thing going there. So,
1: yeah, man. It's awesome. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm not a Knicks fan by any means. I know, right, right, right. But, you know, it's just, it's special when the yep. Knicks are good and the Garden's hopping. Um, you it's know, great for basketball. You're getting big minutes from Nerland's Noel and it's working. Oh, he leads,
0: <laughs> he leads them and steals and blocks. Yeah. Like, yeah, just 2.1 blocks a game. I mean, it's crazy. He's giving them quality minutes. So, yeah, big up for the Knicks, man. Uh, before we get off here, um, I want to shout out uh the point guard Chris Paul, who just passed Magic Johnson tonight uh for fifth all-time uh in assist. Um he's got Phoenix playing amazing basketball. They're another one of those teams in their last 10, are 8 and 2, and they are currently second in the Western Conference with an amazing record of 40 and 16 16. They are just a game and a half back behind Utah. So shout out the Phoenix Suns. shout out Chris Paul. Guy's been doing it uh for years, the model of consistency and the way he looks, he could probably gonna play another six to eight years because he I, doesn't age. He's kinda like LeBron. He doesn't age. So I
2: again will, will venture out to say he might be the most underappreciated basketball player in the history of the league.
0: Well, he's I think I think his impact is definitely the most underappreciated because his it's, impact has been has been unreal to every team that he's gone to. Um, and I, I think that he's had so many stars around him that people have, have not realized how good he is at making those stars stars. Like Devin Booker was a star before he got there, but having Chris Paul on your team makes you that much better. I mean, he, like Tim says all the time, he definitely got James Harden's MVP. Um, he's gotten Devin Booker, uh, where he is, where he's actually, you know, in I don't know if he's an MVP talk, but he's definitely a a, a top tier player. So, um, Chris Paul, I I agree with that, Josh, one hundred percent. Like he is, he is definitely underappreciated to the the value that he brings to a franchise. So, there uh, a- Shout out, shout out to him for sure, man. Like, like he's he's one of my favorites for like like just toughness and, and grittiness, and he's just a good player. So they're in a brawl right
2: to- now with the Bucks. I saw that. Yeah.
0: So, um yeah i i i like chris paul and, and what he does it's it's i mean his impact is so great so yeah. um gentlemen uh i hate to shut shut it down but we've had an awesome conversation um like tim said we had we, we haven't gotten together in a while so when that happens oh it, it's always a good things so um thank you guys for joining uh, shot callers tonight um uh, i want you guys to get on the socials check us out. At forty-eight minutes, NTWRK on Twitter and Instagram. Also, please make sure when you download this podcast, you go to Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star review. We love them and appreciate them. Five-star review. We love them and appreciate them. Uh, for my man Timmy D. Odellis Ferrellis, uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us, and you guys have a great evening. Yes, sir. X going to,